Who wants to get funky tonight? Is this a bunch of crap? Those stories are all lies. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. That is one big pile of shit. Ask me if I give a shit. Okay. All right, everybody, welcome. It's another episode of the Silver Motion Podcast. My name is Will. I'm Steven. And uh, today on the podcast, we're going to talk about pirates. <laughs> <laughs> pirates are back. Hey, you guys. <laughs> uh, the pirates are back this time. Yeah, not, not, not quite that pirate. Not your but, traditional uh, pirates. These yeah. are Chinese pirates. And they are the antagonists in the movie Night from 1983, Project A, written and directed, choreographed and starring Jackie Chan. Yeah. And also uh, Sammo Hung and Yoon Byu. This is their first... This is the first movie that they're all three together in the movie with uh, major parts. Mm. They've been in other movies. They were in other movies before this, but... um, Nothing quite like this. Right. There, there's, there's another movie that they're all three in, but Yoon Bu's only like an extra in a couple of like fight scenes, and so it's not really like. It doesn't really count. It doesn't yeah. really count, and so yeah, and <clears throat> then they, they uh, yeah, and it, the movie. There's another movie from this same year, Winners and Sinners. It's a Sammo Hung movie, and Jackie's in that, and like Yoon Bu has a has a very small, almost like a cameo part in that. Mm. Um, so it's like, not, not really, but project day first full on, they're all in there. They're all in it and they're all doing major stuff, all doing major stuff, major parts. And they would go on to make many other movies where they were all three Mm, in, uh, in major parts. I assume uh, the sequel to this would be one of them. It is not. It is not. Okay. It is not. No, but, um, the sequel to this was 1987, and they, uh, Samo and Yoon Bu, were off uh, shooting Samo's Vietnam movie, Eastern Condors. Mm. And so they were off shooting that, and Jackie made Project Day Part Two without them. Mm. Uh, and so, but but that sequel is for another day. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're in a lot of other movies together, and most of them are directed by Sammo Hung. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they they went to school together. They went to Peking Opera School together, and right. so they're friends. And they they were like stuntmen together and stuff too earlier than this. But they they finally like came together as as major stars. And uh, made this movie. All right. They all had previously, like, Jackie obviously is the big star, but like Samo and Yoon Bu had both had 
hit starring role movies by this point. So like they're all known stars at the Hong Kong, you know, industry at this point. And so then together they're like, oh shit, it's kind of like a big, a big movie. Yeah, yeah. The the Expendables of its time. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I guess you could say that. So yeah, um, this is also the first Jackie Chan movie that really fits the uh, the the Jackie Chan style that he's known mm. for. Yeah, yeah. In that it it encompasses action, comedy, and stunts. Mm. Yeah. Previous to this, it's mostly like. Um, more classic kung fu movies where there's there's maybe a little bit of stunts but but not to the level that that this movie is at and movies after this where like uh in this movie he basically risks his life (laughs) to do these stunts right and in previous the movies after this he he feels a need to also risk his life again in like many of the other upping movies. the odds and <laughs> right got a top that for like who's gonna come watch a movie if it's not gonna match up to what yeah he's already done so for many many years there he was chasing himself and trying to do a bigger and better stunts and and so it became right. like a, the jackie chan thing well what's the the big stunt gonna be so yeah this is the movie that kind of starts all that yeah, and they uh, they definitely uh, the big stunt for this one, I guess, is the clock tower where they're. Yes, that's <laughs> the big stunt where they've got like several shots of it going. Yes, they show he did it three times. They show two of them in yeah, the actual movie, and then, then the outtake has the third yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, because I was seeing that when they did it. I'm like, oh, they're doing a double take on it. And I'm like, wait, this looks a little, this is a little different. I think, it, yes. did, they, did he do it twice? Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, he did it three times. Because he wanted to get it just right. Yeah. And then uh, why burn that footage? You get, fuck it. I jumped off this thing three times. <laughs> Put him in the movie, <laughs> right. goddammit. Because like, it's incredible. It's like, oh, nobody, you know, not even just Jackie. Like, the Hong Kong film industry, like, nobody had really done that kind of willful <laughs> sort of like yeah fuck right. it I, I'm gonna risk my life for this shit and uh, so that kind of not that anybody really followed Jackie's <laughs> sort of uh, first step into risking their lives but but it became kind of a thing where mm-hmm. there's there's other movies with huge stunts and stuff so right. Jackie kind of started that so when people, to this day, when people say, oh, yeah, fucking Angelina Jolie did her own stunts and all this <laughs> shit. Like, they say that shit about movies, people now. Yeah. And I'm always just like, I always shake my head because it's just like, man, that, that, oh, they did their own stunts has been cheapened. Because <laughs> when Jackie Chan did his own stunts and it was like a thing that people recognized him for, it was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> fell off a three-story clock tower, you know? I mean, like, there's a lot Deliberately of... Deliberately just... Right. Yep. 
we're doing this three times. <laughs> and it's not like he fell on mattress. He fell on the fucking ground. Yeah, that was that was the thing. It was like it wasn't like oh we're cutting off the ground to not show the right. pad he lands on. No, he just like bam, that is dirt right onto the fucking ground. And that yeah. outtake one where he kind of hits the hits scaffolding. Right his, and, yeah, yeah, and it hits like, his fucking oh. head. He lands on his neck yeah. and shit. That's rough. Yeah, there's a. I have a book that he wrote in the late 90s and he has a at the end of that book there's a like a fucking injury <laughs> by movie sort of thing i don't remember what this movie's injury was but uh i think something with his neck like he broke a vertebrae or something like that mm. yeah Choking. so no surprise with uh, <laughs> considering that freaking fall yeah yeah no, it's a it's a big one I mean, because, like, okay, if you know what you're doing, you can, like, brace properly and land and reduce the impact. But yeah. Like, it looks like he was not doing, like, it looks like he just slammed right into the ground. Like, he was not yeah, rolling no. with it or landing on his legs and then crashing, like, <laughs> going definitely, into a different... No, I mean... Like, it just, it just looks like slam, there you yeah, are. right into the ground. And there's the two, like, awnings, and he hits both awnings. Right. And each of the three falls from the tower, he hits the awnings differently, and so he lands differently every time. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's fucking... That's the way they do it in Hong Kong. (laughs) Yeah, like the the outtake one where he hits the actual, like, framework of the awning. Yeah, and he does that (laughs) flip thing. It just hits the... looks like he just got slammed in the side by the yeah. framework of it instead of hitting the actual like the fabric yeah he's supposed to it was like oh ow <laughs> yeah the, there's a lot of ow in Jackie Chan movies <laughs> from from probably from about here to i want to say like maybe the late 90s there's some stuff in 2000s too but but uh he kind of I don't want to say he dials it down, but because there's some really crazy shit in the <laughs> in the 2000s in the Hong Kong movies, but uh, he, he definitely gets a little bit a little bit slower after the nu- late 90s because he's doing American movies, and so the mm, right. they're not. It's not in every movie where there's a crazy stunt, but yeah, and he's gonna run into getting older by that point. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, the. He still, I mean, he still does stunts, but it's definitely lower key than it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just, you know, like, we. what have we watched that's Jackie? Just the Drunken Master and Drunken Master 2, right? Probably. I think I that's all think we've done for the podcast. I don't think we've watched anything else, yeah. So, yeah, so those two are not necessarily, because the Drunken Master is before this, so it's just straight classic yeah. kung fu and then yeah there Drunken master like, 2 there's a few stunts but yeah it's more kung fu than it is yeah. like stunt work and crazy and there, yeah i mean there's some like the when he falls on the coals and stuff but right but uh nothing quite like this yeah so yeah i was actually looking at that to see like when when it came out to the drunken master one yeah those movies are actually far apart and the two, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 78 like, and 94. Yeah, I was like, whoa, what the 70s to 90s, dang. Yes. <laughs> like, 
skipped a decade on that one. <laughs> yeah, and and the movie that the Jackie made before Project A is a movie called Dragon Lord, and that is the last classic kung fu period movie that Jackie made up until Drunken Master Two. Mm. So that's you know. I guess it's only 12 years, but it seems like way longer because there's so many movies yeah. <laughs> in between that period. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I just went on Wikipedia looking at his other films around there. I'm like, dang, there's like multiples per year. There's a lot like, of movies, yeah. It's that typical Hong Kong movie, 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 movie. Yeah, especially in the 80s. He yeah. was super, super active in the 80s, like, like 83... Winners and Sinners definitely came out that year. I want to say that there's another movie in 83. and mm-hmm. Like, by this point, he had already tried to make it in, in America. <laughs> uh, he yeah. had gone and, and made Cannonball Run and Battle Creek Brawl mm. and uh, come back. His first movie back in Hong Kong was Dragon Lord and then Project A. So, having never seen uh, a Jackie movie of this style, right? How'd you like it? <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> well, that's, see you that's next it. time. Those are our thoughts <laughs> on Project A. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just. Um, I. I just I don't know I don't know where to go. Um, yeah, it, it it is kind of like it's it's comedy, it's kung fu, it's uh, got stunts, it's got Jackie and Samo and Yung Bu, and it's like it's I don't know it's, it's all of that combined into one. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of like where do you go from there? Yeah, like yeah. I. How, what do you think of the story? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a comedy story, so it, it just kind of runs along. It was... It flows well, you yeah, think, and yeah. it's, it, I mean, one it's, thing goes to the next, okay? Yeah, I didn't see anything weird about it. I mean, it's a comedy. I don't necessarily expect it to follow some kind of stringent, right. logical progression or right, something. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's just, it's just, like, this is, this is the first Jackie Chan written directed movie that we've watched mm-hmm. he wrote a lot of his own movies and directed a lot of them in the 80s he stopped kind of after the 80s mm. um, with a few a couple of exceptions but um, his the movies that he wrote and directed are generally lighter on story than other directors mm-hmm. and so like Story is in service of stunts and <laughs> right. and action, where um, like specifically the Sammo Hung directed movies that he's in in the eighties are a lot more like they feel like more cohesive movies in terms of story and action. It feels more natural, whereas a lot of these Jackie movies can feel like, you know, okay, you're just. You care more about the the stunts and stuff, <laughs> right? And, Which know, is fine. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I mean it's not like it ever felt like 
oh, we're just going here to go here. I mean, there was some yeah. progression too there, you know, like like the clock tower, he starts out, you know, handcuffed to the flagpole because the police officer runs off after somebody else and leaves him there, and then he climbs up the flagpole. and He just, he just scurries up the flagpole right there, you know. Yeah, and just, like, that's where it happens to be, and so he hops off it. Like, it just, right. it didn't seem like, oh, we're just suddenly in a place. It's like there's an actual progression of getting there that yeah. doesn't feel, I don't know, forced or anything, even if it's exists to have him in a fight with a bunch of clockwork mechanisms to right, right. <laughs> stick his head that in. Shit, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I just, the the major the sort of I don't want to call it flaw, but the, the I guess the, the criticism of the Jackie directed movies is usually that the, the story is thin and that uh, it's not as cohesive a movie as it should be. I guess if if I mean, for this movie specifically, at anyway, I mean they could have I guess focused a bit more on the pirate guy and him him being the villain that needs to be taken down. But I mean, but do you think that would make it a better movie? Eh, not really. <laughs> See, like, cause I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like cause I've I've seen the movie multiple times. I've seen it both ways. Where like this time I watched it and it was just fucking awesome and i've watched i reread my review and it was like i was talking about the story a little bit and i know that when i review things i'm i don't know that i'm trying to find things but i'm trying to find things to write about (laughs) and so i wrote about it and i've and i've had conversations with other people about it too with the story and so i just i can see it both ways Hmm. And I, I just don't think that it w- could be any better, though, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if they'd focused more on the pirate guy, would, you know, we would have lost whatever stunt things and fun situations right. that were going on. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it could be any better. I think this is uh, just a, a fucking home run. <laughs> right, I mean... Like, I don't know. It's like, what more do you really want? I mean, it's kind of like it's a comedy movie. Are you really all that concerned about, you know, whether these hostages are going to get rescued or something? Like, yeah, like stuff like that is very minor. Like, it's part of it, but it's it's uh, yeah. It's like you're you're there for the comedy, not the drama or the conclusion of some logical progression or right, something. It's right. Just, You're there to have an excuse to see fun antics. And yeah, and this movie has a lot of fun antics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he puts in a lot of good fun things. And, uh, yeah, the, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. And you got jousting on a bicycle. I mean, yeah. yeah that, how do you like the bike scene? That's a good scene. <laughs> it's probably my favorite scene. Yeah, it was fun. Just, uh, all the weird stuff he was doing with the bike and it, it was kind of funny there, there'd be times where he'd like outmaneuver the guys chasing him or something and they all like simultaneously like it's almost like military parade like synchronization where they just like spin around yeah, <laughs> like oh he's back there now <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got some coordinated bad guys there yeah they're, they're 
They're, they're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about that bike scene is that it feels both choreographed and completely uh, in the moment. Mm, right. Like, he's just riding around, he's doing his thing, like, he's reacting, but at the same time, you know that it's choreographed, but yet it doesn't necessarily play out like you're watching it. I don't know how to describe it, but it just seems very natural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when he loses the seat. Yeah. And he, like, sits on the shaft just poking at it. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's it's done well enough that, like, you always lose. Like, oh, man, I, I wonder if he, like, deliberately did that or if that was just the seat fell off the bike and he said, okay, let's run with this. <laughs> yeah, you never know, yeah. I was like, I'm like, oh, the seat fell off. Hey, I got a great idea for this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like how spontaneous, like I could easily see that moment of having been some kind of spontaneous decision right then in yeah. the filming to just be like, hey. For sure. I could see that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know mm-hmm. how the choreography would have worked on this one. Um, it was choreographed not just by Jackie Chan, but by. Samo was involved, and also the Jackie Chan stunt team, many of of who uh, are are uh, the supporting characters <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> they doing stunts themselves, getting kicked off of fucking ledges and <laughs> downstairs and all kinds of oh, shit. Yeah, that fight in the freaking like club where they're yeah. throwing people off stairs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knocked into fucking. Uh, tables that get smashed and yeah off of the banisters all kinds of shit like that yeah yeah that's all jack chan stunt team people but uh what i was going to say is that there's a documentary that jackie made about how he choreographs stuff and how he does stunts and they Mm -hmm. show in that documentary like they have this little warehouse that's basically set up with all these contraptions and Mm -hmm. uh, things to fuck with and so they kind of just fuck with uh ropes and all kinds of weird shit that they have in there and try to figure out choreography like um not even like like uh like before there's even a movie like they can Mm -hmm. kind of think oh what if we had a scene where it was like this or whatever and i don't know that at this point if they were that sophisticated where they had a fucking (laughs) warehouse (laughs) and all that stuff and so i wonder um if they if they did a lot of the choreographing on set or if they had uh, had it all worked out prior or what i don't know yeah but yeah i could totally see that uh the bike seat Mm -hmm. being in in the moment thing where it because they're flipping bikes around. Yeah, and one just breaks just, and yeah, yeah, falls out. Uh, yeah, it was you know, like jumping over the ladder. and Yeah. <laughs> like that, he fucking jumps over the ladder and just lands on the bike and keeps going. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking like, A. And they show a part of that in the in the outtakes where, where he misses <laughs> and he fucks up, but like... How many fucking takes did that take where you had to, you know? Yeah. 
I remember reading something where in that opening bar fight, um, that like brawl between the oh, yeah, the yeah. cops and the, mm. the water police, where there's a part where they're on the bar and Yunbyu slides a chair and Jackie jumps over the chair and lands seat like seated in the chair. Oh, right, right. And and there was something where where I read an interview with Jackie where he said that they did that like so many goddamn times <laughs> just to try to get it right and he would just keep fucking it up and he just couldn't you know the chair would go by and he'd fucking fall and the chair would do this or the, yeah, and they but... just couldn't get that fucking right and they just show that one outtake but apparently there were a lot more <laughs> apparently yeah there was a lot more and, and just <clears throat> you yeah. think about like they had to try so hard to get that one moment in this choreographed section just right and then you think about like all of the other little intricate things that are all in in long shots of them doing all these things it's just the the artistry of that kind of filmmaking is just incredible yeah that that takes some skill right there (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah, I do. I did enjoy that fight a lot. And it's just, fun, yeah. Especially when they like get the whole music going and they all like line up. I thought they were like going to do like an actual. Like I thought for just a minute that this was just going to turn into some weird like musical number <laughs> where they were just going to say dancing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh god, is this just going to be a dance? Like, and yeah, there's for, perhaps where like the happens, first time yeah. ever I was just like oh I want it to just be a musical number this would be great <laughs> like suddenly they're just dancing around <laughs> yeah there's shit like that there's a, a Takashi Miki movie uh, it's it's. I hesitate to call it a horror movie but it essentially is a horror movie uh, but it's uh, it's got moments like that where where just suddenly it's a fucking musical <laughs> and it's so ridiculous i it's, i love it uh, it's kind of all over the place yeah i got to watch more of his stuff. oh uh, yeah i should say what it's called it's called the happiness of the catacuries uh, uh, it's good heard it here first it's good it's good <laughs> I, is I it like as it. good as project a i i would say no but <laughs> I love Project A quite a bit, so this was always one of my one of my favorites of the Jackie movies um, uh, from my teenage years. I like pirates, so the, the, uh, the inclusion right of the in pirates, there, yeah. kind of yeah, Goonies is a you know, yeah. So yeah, the uh, I don't know if this is the first movie because the the main pirate bad guy that they all three kind of fight at the end mm, it's played right. by dick way um he in these 80s movies there's a string of 80s jackie movies where he is the main like bad guy at the end mm. and so he has like a fight with jackie or a fight with yumbu or whatever like they all kind of trade fighting with him and, and i don't remember if this is the first movie that he shows up in that or or not but i think it is but anyway he's awesome <laughs> and yeah he, and uh, he has a lot of good fights with jackie he, he definitely has a really good screen presence of yeah kind of being this he's dope intimidating 
bad guy. Yeah, he's awesome. I love him. He started at, at Shaw Brothers right in the the last few movies that I reviewed in like seventy seven was where I was when I when I left off, and uh, he had just come into the Shaw stable at that point. That was his mm-hmm. his debut. So I was getting very excited because I love Dick Way. <laughs> He's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I do kind of like the way um, Jackie and Samo were kind of like paired up. Yeah. And like, I think probably one of my, like the parts that I was like really getting into the film the most was when they were <clears throat> fighting together and like kind of synchronized and they were both doing like the same poses and right after the bike chase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're in that little bar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting this big fight and that shit's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. It was this perfect, like kind of, they're the same, but like total opposites where you got Samo's kind of short and fat and Jackie's like looks way more athletic, but then Samo's doing all this shit anyway. Right. And it's just yeah, like... Samo is amazingly athletic in these early, the 80s, probably into the 90s, but yeah. yeah you look at him and you're just like, this guy's not going to do any martial arts. Right. But like... no, Samo is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, holy shit. He's like, he's keeping up. What is this? Yeah, no, he's amazing. And this isn't even, like, I wouldn't even call this, like, a, a real standout Sammo Hung movie. Right. Um, like, I, I was feeling like I kind of wanted more of uh, Sammo and Jackie to be together in that that role of yeah. uh, partners. And <laughs> well, there's a lot there's a lot more movies that they made together, so. Yeah. Yeah, for another day. <laughs> but, yeah, Sammo's fucking awesome. I don't know, did we watch any movies that he's, like, I, has a... I know he's been in other movies that we watched, but... Right, I don't think he had, like, a major, or at least not a major athletic kind of a role. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because I know he's in he's in Zoo Warriors, uh, but he's, like, he, he's not fighting a lot, a lot in that, and it's not, like, the focus isn't really on him so much and he's in Kung Fu Cult Master and he's kind of in the similar kind of role mm-hmm. trying to think of other movies that we watched I don't think he's in yeah so this is kind of like the first first taste of athletic Samo yeah him, uh, being the martial artist yeah he's like... amazing oh oh <laughs> oh I have a love a deep love for Samo Hung <laughs> he's incredible really just He's amazing, but he's also like one of the most important figures in all of like Hong Kong cinema. Like he's such a integral part of right. of like what Hong Kong cinema became, and like she's just uh, what a guy. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got to be one of the most talked about people on your your website anyway. When you I've, talk I've, about stuff, yeah, I fucking love him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know, so, I. Uh, it was kind of exciting to like go in there and like, oh, this is what Samo Hung does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because I don't think we've really uh, done much. With, like he's been in more minor roles in the right. movies we have seen with him. So yeah, I've wanted to do. I wanted to do a couple of other ones of his, but uh, I just haven't gotten to those yet. Yeah. We'll certainly get there. Yeah, the one I what I wanted to do. I'm glad we didn't do it because I was looking at the 
the uh, the list of movies that I'm, I'm supposed to review alongside the Shaw Brothers series, and it's oh, on there. And okay. I was like, oh fuck, if I just watched it, it would be hard to review it. Right. Not that I, I mean, I've been I've been very very slacking on my reviews. I haven't written anything mm-hmm. since fucking October. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, it's, uh, coming on six months. So mm. Jesus. What can I say? I don't have a lot of time these days, so <laughs> it's uh, it'll happen. Get something out. I, if hopefully, hopefully <laughs> we'll see. I, it's not for for uh, lack of interest. <laughs> I'm definitely still interested. I want to I want to continue on, but I just I just yeah. haven't been able to do it yet. Right. But uh, well, it'll happen. Yep, we'll get there someday. So, you you often find movies to be slow at the beginning. How about this movie? Um, I don't know about slow, but it was. It took me a while to kind of get a handle on the movie, I guess. Yeah. In terms of what it was doing, what its style was, where it was headed, and even kind of knowing that this is a kind of a Jackie action comedy kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know. It it does take me a little while to just get in wrapped up in things that I don't know why there's right, just right. like this wind up I've got to go through I guess to well, I don't think that that's terribly unique I think that it's a natural thing for right. anybody to sort of get into the groove of yeah, a new thing just starting out watching it it was like okay like this is fine I'm watching it like and it was like later on that I was getting really into into it and yeah. now like we were just talking about that opening fight scene I'm just like yeah yeah that was really <laughs> like yeah that's like, pretty early on yeah and it was just kind of like thinking back on it now and and the uh in the really fancy club where Jackie busts in with the right. warrant to get and that one too is like that's another like really early on scene that in the moment I wasn't terribly invested in yet uh-huh. but like looking back on it now it's like yeah that was a really great scene like there was really cool like I wasn't really like processing it quite yet at the time right. like, it needed more time to sink in or something but. but but were you were you involved enough to see like all those crazy stunts of those fucking dudes were getting kicked <laughs> off the ledges and like the one guy gets kicked off and he lands on that bar, and he just like fucking flips, and then lands on the ground, and just crazy shit. Like, did you notice that yeah, kind I, of stuff? I think it was kind of like I was noticing it, but not really processing it. Like, it's yeah. looking back on it now that I think, like, yeah, that really was some crazy shit that they right. were doing. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I thinking about like the first time I saw this. I don't remember like the specific feeling of the first time I saw it, but I know that I didn't pick up on that. Those yeah, kind of the, stuntmen, you know, the big ones where it's like a close up. The, there was one where, where Jackie, it's like a shot. It's like a low angle shot from the kind of, not the bottom of the stairs, but like maybe mid stairs and Jackie kicks a dude. He flips and then lands on the stairs and like bounces towards the camera. Mm-hmm. And so like that one, yeah. It's, you know, almost a close up, so it's kind of right in your face. But some of the other stuff is like side of the fucking yeah, there's, frame. There's and... definitely like a lot of stuff going on because there's a bunch of people doing stuff. Yeah. And so I'm sure I did not catch like half of what was actually right, happening. Right. But that's the beauty of rewatching these kind of movies. Right. Yeah, I could like... I could definitely see this as a good movie to rewatch and catch more of the intricacies going on yeah. that just 
you aren't going to notice without uh, re- repeatedly seeing it. Right. That's why we used to just uh, we had you know we did we'd uh, dub a tape of like the fights <laughs> and just watch the fucking fights over and over because they're just so intricate right. and, and just amazing to watch. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. I'm, I'm sure if I went back and watched it again, I'd be picking up on even more. Go, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, Clock Tower scene. Have you... I know you haven't seen the movie, but are you familiar with the image of that he's referencing in that? The, the Harold Lloyd movie, Safety Last? Um, I'm not familiar with that movie at all. I mean, I know, like, this hanging from the clock tower has right. been like referenced so many times that yeah. it's almost like its own thing i mean uh, i kind of want to say even like back to the future was doing that with there was some clock there, tower scene in there that i'm not yes. specifically remembering but yes there they, there is a, i don't know a if moment. that was a hanging moment but they i do recall there was definitely something important going on with the clock tower and the lightning bolts and yes <laughs> there is some hanging from the clock tower and that probably is at some level related to you know the the homage to safety last i don't know i i just i mm-hmm. never really thought of it that way but yeah there's definitely hanging from that clock tower yeah, um a, you know futurama did it at some point where it was yeah like a digital clock instead of the <laughs> <laughs> ain't much hanging going on there yeah, I, I think guess. it was like hanging and then like the number immediately changes so he just falls down a rung to the oh, middle oh, bar yeah, okay. and then it like changes the number again <laughs> They had some weird setup where it was it was like a digital clock and he was hanging from the bars of the numbers and it was yeah. it was just kind of this weird goofy joke but <laughs> it worked as a strange visual pun but <laughs> well I just uh, yeah I, I just I don't know I wondered if if you were familiar enough to know like that's what he was referencing or. Not this really. is a pretty I mean, famous image. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm familiar with it in terms of it's just it's something it's that thing, happens, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, just not that it was specifically a reference to some certain moment in yeah, okay, older cinema. But and <laughs> what I wonder about Jackie is like because he's hanging from the clock tower. It has a, it's a very uh, like an overhead shot almost where you see that oh he's hanging and it's it there's no bullshit he's hanging yeah yeah there's the fucking <clears throat> ground like in in safety last he's hanging and you see like la like the streets of la behind him but you never see the ground mm-hmm. and so i learned a few years ago that he wasn't actually hanging over the ground they built like this facade and through force perspective it mm. looks like the building is right over the, the the street and stuff, and it just looks like, oh, fuck, he's way up there. But it's actually, he's not. And mm. so I wondered, like, Jackie saw that, was inspired by it, and he just thought, oh, this dude's fucking hanging on the clock. Like, <laughs> I got to do a hanging on the clock thing. And so, like, just, mm. just like... Uh, you know, he doesn't think, oh, movie magic, he's from Hong Kong, and where they're just like, well, how are we going to do this? I don't know. I'll fucking hang from this, and I'll just fall. You know, because Howard Lloyd, Harold Lloyd, Howard, I'm thinking of Howard the Duck. Harold Lloyd doesn't fall from the, like, he hangs, 
but he never falls. Right. So I could see Jackie thinking like, okay, we're going to up gonna it one where he'll where fall. Yeah. But uh, I just think it's funny where it's like, oh, man, <laughs> that just the way of thinking where it's not movie magic, it's not special effects. Because um, Hong Kong movies, like, at that time, just not not into special effects, right. really. I want to say Zoo is the same year, 83, and that's, the, like, the big movie that kind of introduced Hollywood-style effects to Hong Kong cinema. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I just, I think it's just um, in terms of the way of thinking about things. It's like... <laughs> It shows how the Hong Kong spirit is more like, you know. Like, hey, he's hanging off a plug out. Let's, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> let's fucking do it. <laughs> like, not even a thought about being. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one, I guess, is something that you could say, like, oh, well, it's this whole dramatic thing of, oh, my God, if he falls, it's going to be horrible. And then he just falls, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. He falls, and there's literally, like, like he's hurting, he's clearly in right, pain right. afterwards, and they they do like some dialogue after he f- fell in the same shot. They just like zoom in a little bit and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like after that point, nobody gives a shit. Like <laughs> it's not it's not a plot point or nothing. It's just right. we've moved on. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking like. I don't know that there's really been any others where the person actually falls off the clock tower yeah. without, like, getting, like, maybe if they do, they get caught by some, you know, maybe Superman flies by, yeah, you yeah. know, something, you know, it's not, like, I don't think I've ever seen it where it's like, oh, he just falls off. And, yeah, and <laughs> like, that's it, yeah. Like, <laughs> it just seems like, I was thinking about this in-story structure sense of if you're building a scene around building this tension of will he fall off, you're you're not going to have him fall off because it's like, this is the threat you're trying to avoid. Yeah. So if the threat you're trying to avoid happens and it just rolls off, like <laughs> you kind of undermined your own tension to a, in an, a, like a way of looking at it. Is kind of... Yeah. Well, I, I don't like, I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying. I, it undermines, but at the same time, I don't know if the, that they showed that in the trailer or anything, so I don't know that anybody saw it coming. And so if you've never, like, there's no Jackie movies where there's stunts. Hong Kong movies didn't really have stunts like this. So then the audience is just going in thinking they're going to see a movie, and this dude just falls off a fucking clock tower and <laughs> lands on the ground. It's kind of incredible. And so... Yeah, I mean, the, I didn't think it was going to... Like, I didn't think he was actually going to fall off the thing. And then I was like, oh, shit, right. he, he actually did. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and then I'm like, that's the fucking ground. That's not even a mattress. That's what... what the right. So, like, it's it's undermining the, the traditional tension of, that you would have. But right. But it, it's also, like, it has its own sort of mm-hmm. oh, shit factor that, that is kind of, you know, greater than any sort of tension right, release right. could have been. So I just uh, yeah I specifically didn't tell you that that uh, anything about what the stunt was. I think I mentioned that there were stunts, but but I didn't want to ruin any of that specific stuff. I didn't even mention pirates or anything like that. I just try to <laughs> get you to see it as uh, yeah as open as you can. But yeah, that fucking stunt, man. <laughs> Oh, I just keep nuts. thinking about it. It's just nuts. I, I love it. 
and it it does kind of overwhelm it because I wasn't even like after that I wouldn't wasn't even connecting it to him like climbing up the freaking flagpole which he does right beforehand right which is like, crazy which is in its own right just this crazy yeah. stunt <laughs> yeah but it just winds up getting overshadowed by hey I'm just gonna fall off of this right <laughs> it's fine yeah I'm trying to think of like <clears throat> I guess winners and sinners there are stunts in that there's a part. There's a part where he roller skates in that movie, and he hangs onto the back of cars, and they're like, there's like a car chase through traffic, and he's hanging on the back, and he and he like goes between cars and he jumps and does some stuff. So like there's stunts, like that, but I don't think there's any big stunts in that movie. I don't know. Jackie's like a minor part of that movie, so I think the big part is that roller skate thing. And he did the roller; he wanted to do the roller skates because in his U.S. movie Big Brawl, they had a roller skating section, and it's kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> and Jackie was, was like, "This is fucking dumb! Like, what the? Why can't we, you know, amp this up a little bit?" And but it was, you know, it's a U.S. movie, so they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do and they didn't trust Jackie to choreograph or anything. So when he came back to Hong Kong, he's like, okay, we need to do a roller skate scene to show. Right. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to show them how the fuck to do roller skate scenes. But uh, the big brawl was the movie that that had outtakes at the end of the movie first. Either that or, or Cannonball Run. One of those movies had outtakes at the end and that's where he got the idea to put outtakes at the end of his movies. Um, so, you know, every every step of the journey, no matter if it's a, you know, those movies didn't do well for Jackie. They, they were disappointments for him, and he came back to Hong Kong kind of frustrated that he couldn't make it. And, uh, but, but steps along the way yeah. to uh, yeah. wonderful Jackie. That we all know and love today, you know. Every step of the journey is is meaningful. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know. What else about this fucking movie? Um, a lot of breakaway furniture. A lot of breakaway <laughs> furniture. Yeah. <laughs> I did love the scene where. Uh, him and you and viewer like smash each other with a chair, and then they're like just trying to stagger up around the building. Like, oh, oh, Christ! Right. <laughs> like, it's just like they got to act tough in front of each other. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good, good comedic beats. Yeah, yeah. Alongside the action, that's kind of you know that's just Jackie is a master of that kind of stuff. Right. It's definitely a works there yeah and with this being like kind of the there's other stuff like that in in some of his other previous movies but but uh it really comes to a a fully formed sort of thing here and but it it develops kind of like where you saw drunken master 2 and there's a lot of things like that in drunken master 2 where oh right right comedic beats alongside of action at the same time and stuff woven together and choreographed and yeah yeah i would say even drunken master one to an extent not with stunt work but right right yeah 
a lot of just comedy there is within yes. the action and for sure and that's always fun yes it is <laughs> <laughs> i would agree i guess then there's the whole uh i was looking at this uh movie trying trying to find little moments that would be tying into project a co right i was going to ask you about that i was like hmm and there's not a lot of things that just struck me and maybe it's just because this was the first time watching it and i was just like yeah caught up in it rather than being able to analyze it too well right but yeah i don't know how much things would actually connect but yeah there's there's not a lot that i can think of other than you know, he's in the little sailor uniform. He's in the little sailor suit. And being a general action comedy. Yeah. But that's more broad-reaching comparison than right. than anything. I meant to... Are there... What? I, I kind of meant to go back and look at the clock tower in Aco. Well, there's clock if, towers in that? Uh, there's it's never used as like a proper it's just the school has a clock tower oh, that's okay. and there's always the bell ringing of to time time the classes and stuff and okay i kept meaning to like go back because it's always just a, ba- a part of the background in aco it's never really actually nobody's hanging from it yeah anything. there's no interaction with it other than <laughs> it's just it exists and it's like you yeah. see a, a distance shot of the school and you can there see it, it is yeah and so i kept me i forgot to go back and i wanted to like look at one of those shots and see if visually if it was like Maybe similar, similar yeah. they'd like based the visual off it but yeah other than just uh being hey it's action comedy and sailor uniform yeah why why not (laughs) so i kind of remember project aco having sort of parodies of other things in it right like there's isn't there like the fist of the north star girl there's definitely (laughs) that that. there's a lot of the stuff was parodies of other anime harlock is in there there's a definite strong harlock parody there's so and you said isn't the co suffix like a isn't that like a girl or something right right it basically means like it and i guess in japanese scripts if you have like unnamed side characters yeah. like that happened if you just have like a girl on the side it might be you label it as like girl a girl b girl yeah. and so the the pun of the title was that oh we're going to take these random side characters that have no name and they're the main characters yeah and that's just their names Aiko. Yeah, yeah yeah which would normally be what you would call an unnamed character in the script <laughs> like in the way you just have like thug a because right, in, right, in right. an american credit scene or something where if you just have some <laughs> random thugs or whatever it's just like some random side characters but we're gonna make a whole movie about the, these random people yeah so i think that the title is just a parody reference to the jackie movie. right i think i think that's it's less of an inspiration more just like a generalized parody of yeah this idea a, a, a parody of the title and i know for a fact that project a was a huge hit in japan right right i looked it up and it was in in uh when it came out in japan i don't know what year if it was 83 or 84 
but uh, it was in terms of every movie that came out, foreign, local, all the movies that came out, it was number six mm. for the whole year at the Japanese box office. So yeah, that, that's pretty big. A considerable hit. Yeah. And so it and this kinda... is, you know, just a f- couple of years before Aiko. So. Yeah, this would have just been, Aiko was 86. Yeah, so if this yeah, came out, that's part of what I was looking into, like timing on things too. And yeah, because I was like, oh, Project A Part Two. Well, that's eighty-seven, so that certainly wouldn't have played any part into it. And, right. And I was trying to think, like, what else? Like, what would what would have linked this to Project Echo somehow? I was thinking, oh, he he did dress up as Chun Li in City Hunter, but no, that came that's way, way later. later so yeah. I was like, that couldn't have had it. Like, I was thinking, like, how do you get like this Jackie thing into this? Yeah. And, he Other was than, huge in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, ever since that up on ever since like Drunken Master, I think was a huge hit in, mm. in Japan. Yeah, I, I, Wikipedia had told me when I looked at whether it was trustworthy or not. Yeah, that apparently the Emperor of Japan really loved Project I saw A that, yeah. so much that it like inspired Jackie to make a <laughs> sequel. And it was like the Emperor of Japan likes my movie. I gotta make a sequel. Right. I I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it's some if that had an influence. Right. Um, not only because I know he's a big in Japan and Project A especially was huge, but also because like Project A two is a sequel but it's not like it's totally its own thing mm. it's not like it's not actually like a project a part two like it's a thing in a similar time but because Samo and Yunbyu aren't there it's not like they got other people to play those characters or even had characters like that mm. it's totally its own it's thing completely different thing yeah. and because Things move really quick in Hong Kong because they make a lot of movies every year. Mm-hmm. Like the four years between eighty three and eighty seven, it's like almost like night and day. Like it's crazy how advanced shit has gotten. Mm. And so that movie is just like way different than I love it, but it's just it's kind of it's like just completely different. So it's mm. almost like okay, you want another Project Eight? Like okay, I could make something else in that time period and you know dress up in those clothes and <laughs> right i don't even think he wears the sailor suit honestly in that one he's like yeah just well, i mean even different. in project a it's only mostly at the beginning yeah he's... yeah because they <clears throat> they they uh, get rid of the yeah the marine police or water police they call it coast guard in the subtitles but right they show the little hats and it's the water police <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was... I mean, I could, like, draw some kind of parallels, but they, they're, they like, so broad that it feels like... It doesn't really feel like it's actually Aiko taking right. ideas from it or trying to follow it, because it's, like, the idea of there's, like, the three main characters that have their own interactions. That's true. The two that are friends and the one that's a rival kind of... I mean, but it's like it's at the it's, same time. It's, it's like it's yeah. so broad. Like I can't really say, oh, they got that idea from <laughs> right or it, yeah. The I like there's the you could kind of try and equate the aliens and Echo to the pirates. Right. And, I was trying to think. Like, like I couldn't remember enough about how the aliens come into it to 
to like say like oh they're like the pirates and yeah. I so I didn't and, think and it, it was just yeah it just doesn't really work enough like you could it's a stretch it's so much of a stretch that <laughs> right. I would say like if there was any influence on that end it was so early in Aiko's production that it got yeah. distorted into something <laughs> completely different right right but I mean you could say like oh well they go and infiltrate the alien spaceship to rescue Seiko and that's what they're doing and <laughs> but it's just like yeah but that's so broad and right. like general a situation that I can't really say that has anything to do with a yeah i mean it could have but yet they are very very different so. right and just the approach to it and how it all plays out and right it's just yeah and the way the characters are they're not they're not really like the the eco biko sort of relationship right. or anything it's... like that they're they're kind of unique yeah they're kind of their own it's a different situation going yeah. on and yeah, just a totally different vibe. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I think the title kind of came from it, but not really much of anything else. Maybe the idea of having someone in a sailor right. uniform. But even that is yeah. like Japanese school kids, aren't they? Right, it's, mostly that's a fairly n- normal school right. uniform for 80s <laughs> like, <laughs> Japanese high school stuff. So it's, right. I mean, I could see them seeing that, like seeing Jackie in the sailor thing, and going, "Oh, it's like a that looks like a school uniform from like right. maybe we could have a like." I mean, I could see them making that kind of a connection from it, but <laughs> it's definitely not something just lifted out of right. Project A because hey, we want to do Project A, but an anime or something. Right? No, it's not definitely not like that. Yeah, no, it's it's they're two distinct things. Right. And just other than just blending of comedy and action. It's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. I mean obviously Aiko doesn't have stunt work, it's animation, not right, right, <laughs> so yeah. it's not gonna get stunt done. <laughs> stunt animation. There's like dudes hanging from the ceiling and shit trying to draw. <laughs> <laughs> Would make an interesting uh, outtakes in the yeah, credits yeah. of just like animators falling over. So right, like, ah. right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Project A title itself is because of, uh, Jackie in, in this period where he was, this is his fourth movie that he directed, Mm. but, uh, he was really trying to go off on his own and do his own thing and try to be unique in the Hong Kong industry. Right. And so he... He wanted to do this movie at this point in the period of Hong Kong's history around the turn of the century, um, 1900, sorry, that Mm. century. (laughs) For people listening, I I never know, because we don't really, I don't know that we do a good job of, of like, saying what the movie is. I don't, I always feel like, like, I don't know, should we, we, should we do more of that, but... I don't necessarily think that we should, but yeah, but a, uh, in any case, if you don't know Project Day, it's around the late 1800s, mm-hmm. early 1900s um, right. yeah. sort of time. Anyway, and uh, so he had this idea to do a movie around that, around pirates, and do the thing like that. 
and uh, so he, he the original script was called Pirate Patrol, <laughs> but he thought like, oh shit, if I am making a movie called Pirate Patrol, Hong Kong people are gonna quickly start making movies with pirates in them, and I don't want that to happen. I'm gonna mm-hmm. call it Project A. And nobody knows what the fuck Project A is. <laughs> so then the movie comes out and they're like, oh shit, it's pirates. Okay. Yeah. So he was trying to obscure sort of stuff like that. Uh, interesting. Well, uh, yeah. And then it rolled into uh, Project A Co. Yeah. So it, it had some far reaching consequences. <laughs> yeah. You never know what's going to happen. The, the dominoes are going to fall and. Yeah. Just. Where are they going to lead? Interesting how that. Uh, just spread influence wise yeah yeah and it's not like this is the first movie that has hong kong pirates um the the main character is based on an actual guy an actual pirate very famous hong kong pirate Mm. chinese pirate and there's there's a shaw brothers movie about him called the pirate and there's just lots of other things about him and he's shown up in other Hong Kong movies and stuff, a, a version of him. And so it's not an entirely unique thing, but it definitely wasn't a thing at that time. Like the Shaw Brothers movie was 10 years before this. and mm. 10 years in Hong Kong time is like, That's, uh, like fucking ancient history, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So yeah. just was trying to protect that, that idea to go back to that time. Yeah, uh, well, it worked. It did. It was a big hit. Big hit. I want to say it was number one or something at, in Hong Kong, but I, I didn't look it up, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I know it made a fucking shitload, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's for that time in Hong Kong. Yeah. Must have, must have been a big success. Cause it's pretty awesome. I don't know why it wouldn't be a big success. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, like that kind of like it's like where do we go from here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I th- I feel like we've we talked about all the different parts of it and yeah, it's kind of how it's dope and why it's dope and where it's dope. And <laughs> I don't know. I think we hit it all. Yeah. Mm, there was something of a joke that I'm not sure I really got. Okay. Where they execute the guy. Yeah. In the training thing where he's just like, oh, take him off to be executed. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then they like, I don't know. I mean, it, I got the feeling it was just kind of a prank, but. Yeah. I'm not sure I really got that joke per se if there was something lost. And... Well, they didn't kill him. Yeah, because they don't kill him. You do hear like a gunshot. You do hear a gunshot. So then everybody thinks, oh, fuck. Because 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 the uh, the the instructor at that point played by Yun Bu is trying to assert his his uh, dominance over these wily fucking marine police guys that right. uh, do not want to be uh, associated or controlled or in any way subservient to the Hong Kong land police, <laughs> and so he's trying to assert his dominance, and he's you know the the one guys are talking okay you get the fuck over there and you keep 
saying the same bullshit that you were saying about that girl. Like, just say it a thousand times. And the mm. one guy didn't salute right. Okay, you fucking salute a thousand times. And so then this guy, whatever the fuck he did, he thought, like, he thought he figured it out. Like, okay, I'll do it a thousand times. And he goes, no, execute. <laughs> and so, you know, upping it like, oh, you think you, you got me? No, I'll fucking kill your ass. <laughs> and then they go, they think that, the you know, they actually shot him. So then the other guys kind of fall in line. And then uh, the joke is just the, <laughs> just how hardcore it is. I don't know. It's just uh, Yeah, it just seems like, I don't know. I just felt like I was missing something there. But I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know that there's much like to miss there. some kind of there. weird pun or something that just didn't translate maybe i I don't know i don't think so i don't think so there is a a thing that i got this time that i have never gotten before and it may be the translation on this copy is is different than any previous release Mm. um this is the the one that we watched is the, the the new restoration that has that was recently uh, released right by Eureka on Region B Blu-ray and uh, they have enlisted the help of the fans <laughs> <laughs> and so there are fans that are very very uh, excited to help out and they also speak Cantonese and uh, English so they have in, uh, offered up their services they're probably getting paid I don't know it but I know that they offered up their services and said, you know, let me help you clean up some of these subs or help translate certain things or, you know, whatever. And so all of these Eureka releases, they've done quite a few at this point, have all been uh, sort of retranslated or Mm -hmm. or helped out a bit by uh, fans who really love the movies and really want to present them with the best translations possible. So that... Plus, I've been watching a lot of Hong Kong movies overall, so I don't know if this is, I don't know which side of this it it lands on, but (laughs) anyway, there's one part towards the end, towards the end of the movie where they, they are now executing Project A, (laughs) and the first part of that is getting, Kidnapping the 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 guy that Jackie is going to impersonate to get on the pirate oh, ship. Oh right, right. So they they have the girl um, sort of get in the stagecoach with him and sort of distract him with her feminine wiles. And so right before she gets in there, she mentions that she's going off to buy fish ball flour. And so previously that would have meant nothing to me. And so I think. It was one of the newly translated parts because I, I mean, I don't know. It would have meant nothing to me, so maybe I, it was always there and I never saw it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I watched over the past few months. Um, there's a series of more recent Hong Kong movies called Golden Chicken, and they're comedies. And uh, chicken in in Cantonese culture is is slang for prostitute. Mm. And Golden Chicken is like the ultimate prostitute. <laughs> so, and it's funny because it's, it's, they're fucking amazing movies. They're hilarious, great movies. The first one is like one of the best Hong Kong movies of the last 15, 20 years that I've ever seen. It's fucking incredible. Anyway, Fishball, I learned 
as a term from um, from those movies. Oh, I should say that duck is the male term for oh, for okay. male prostitute. <laughs> so fishball means basically um, a very young prostitute, like a teenage teenage prostitute or something. So so by by saying to the the guy, I'm gonna buy some fishball flour. It's kind of like slang, where he knows like oh shit she's uh, she's a prostitute like yeah okay come on let's get in the fucking thing and that's why he immediately just starts to try to mm. to take advantage of her and stuff like okay. that and so that is just something that I just would have never got at that level and right, right. now uh, I got it so right. yeah that, that does uh, provide a little more insight into that scene yeah and there's a lot of stuff like that because Cantonese comedy um, is is a lot of dialogue based sort of slang and puns because Chinese has a lot of things where the same word can mean multiple things depending right. on tones or depending on the way like if it's connected to another word or whatever and so there's a lot of stuff in the translations where old translations might have tried to Americanize something like that. Right, right. And more modern translations sometimes will try to keep... Like, I, I noticed in an anime where they... It seems like they try to keep the, the Japanese terms pretty pretty rigid. Yeah, you know? yeah these days it's, it's much more... Like, if you go back to, like, old 80s or 90s translations, <laughs> it's, it's much more like you're talking about. Right. Like, like, there has definitely been that transition in anime. So, yeah, so th- that transition seems to be happening now in in recent translations of Hong Kong movies mm-hmm. where they're trying to keep like Cantonese slang and stuff like that which I love because I, right. I want to know all these things you know I want to yeah, know yeah. the little the little things and uh, so uh, I don't know if there's any grand point to that <laughs> but uh, I, I I welcome any sort of Cantonese slang that I get my hands on. <laughs> I can't think of any anything off the top of my head, but I know a bunch of them now, and I I just uh, I can't think of anything else. But that right. was the one that that came up in this one. Mm. Yeah, because that that will happen to me with anime from time to time, where I'll see something and go, oh, I know what they're talking about, right? In some weird way, yeah. and that's like the that's that's where you really start to get a good a better sort of understanding and appreciation of things and right just just from watching all these hong kong movies you know i just my my love of hong kong movies specifically watching comedies like because comedies are more like it's like they don't translate as well right yeah throughout cultures so they're more cultural than like an action movie where it's Mm. like it's more broad and so I found by watching, like, I love, I love fucking Hong Kong comedies now. Like, I probably love them more than almost anything else out of Hong Kong. Like, to the point where it's like, whenever I have a chance to watch a Hong Kong movie, I'm like, ooh, (laughs) let's watch a comedy. (laughs) And so I feel like I've learned so much about, like, culture and things like that in Hong Kong that then when I watch other movies like this or something, I just have this totally new appreciation of, certain aspects and it's just ah, I love it yeah. so to all the Hong Kong fans out there sort of uh, you know 
don't just stay in the action genre. Br- mm-hmm. Branch out and and you will reap the rewards. Yeah. <laughs> that was hard. It's ours. Reap <laughs> the rewards. I had to, you know, mm, gotta think uh, about that one. Tangled up there. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, in relation to this being, you mentioned a, a newer release of it. This, it, yeah, it was kind of weird, like starting it up and watching. It. I'm like, oh dang, like this is really nice quality picture that you're not like usually. When you think of like an old Hong Kong movie, you think of some blurry, uh, yeah, like VHS kind of, like yeah, everything's no, yeah. fucked up. And it was just so it was just kind of weird. Like, oh man, this looks like a real deal movie now. Right, it's like right. all crisp and nice and yeah, polished and remastered, and you don't Very see that nice. too often in the. It's happening more now than than it has. Like yeah. Eureka has, they've released a bunch now. I mean, they have they have Project A one and two, Police Story one and two, Iron Monkey, Once Upon a Time in China one two three and six. <laughs> uh, fuck, man, I don't know. They have a whole bunch, and they have a whole bunch coming too. They got a Samo Hung box set coming with mm-hmm. Eastern Condors, Magnificent Butcher, and something else. Iron Fisted Monk, I think. They have uh, John Woo movies coming, like John Woo's Wuxia's Last Hurrah for Chivalry, which is a fucking beast of a movie. That's coming. They have a whole bunch coming. So yeah, it's just, it's... yeah. So they're not doing the restorations. Like Fortune Star, the, Fortune Star is the rights holder in Hong Kong. They kind of own the Golden Harvest collection along with a, bu- a bunch of other uh, sort of sub-companies of Golden Harvest and some other independent companies. It's all kind of rolled into this fortune star. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Celestial is the, the rights holder for Shaw. Right. They own the entire Shaw catalog. And so Fortune Star has finally started um, commissioning new scans of the negatives of, of these big movies and mm-hmm. uh, they're finally getting out there with disc releases unfortunately not so much in the US yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that's come to the US uh, isn't out yet Criterion is putting out Police Story 1 and 2 uh-huh. but that and that comes out like uh, May I think mm-hmm. but that's the only one that uh, has really reached uh, this sh- th- these shores Everything else is kind of just locked up in in region B. So if you're not all region like I am, then uh, kind of That's out of true. luck. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least it's out there. Somewhere. Right. I mean, it, yeah, <laughs> at least it's out there. And uh, it, it's they, in addition to scanning them for home release, they're also like converting them, scanning them. And, and I don't know what the, the form, what the what you call it, but they're also being made available as uh, DCPs, which are projectable to theaters. It's mm, what, okay. I don't know what it stands for, but uh, it's whatever uh, whatever the digital format is that theaters get movies in, mm-hmm. that's the format. And so they, uh, like Police Story is and 1 and 2 are being shown in theaters around the U.S., Mm-hmm. prior to that uh, disc release probably not at a wide level of course but, <laughs> right. but uh, some people so. can see those and yeah. 
I would like to think that, that somebody would pick up Project A and all the other Jackies and other things, but no such luck. Yeah, weird. It's very strange. I think Jackie at least would have a big enough. Uh, you would think. Uh, you would think, and maybe they're testing the waters with Police Story, and they'll, right? You know, if it sells well, I don't know, but I don't know. It's action movies, so I guess it's a. Uh, they're considered at a lower class of movies than than art movies that right. Criterion is more famous for releasing stuff like that but I don't know I feel like if you watch this movie and you don't see the the inherent artistry and the craftsmanship of that like crafting those fights and right. the way things yeah. lead into one another like I don't know yeah, loosen up your tie man <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you've got to go through a lot of steps to get from you know this chase scene on foot to tied to a flagpole to right. climbed up to a clock tower you know that's all that bike chase is all up to that and the, yeah, yeah i mean it that's all just that's a step-by-step process that's not just right. randomly here you are. <laughs> right. It's not like you just went out with some cameras and be like, I don't know what to shoot. And you just fucking uh, <laughs> on a bike. Oh, go up a flight pool. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's continuity to that. And yeah. There's a lot of hard shit. Yeah. Put that on the back of the box. You know, a lot of hard shit. <laughs> like, come on, Criterion. I'm giving you gems. Uh, don't think you could do as well just going out with a camera and like, yeah, let's shoot a bike. <laughs> do I think I could do as well? Yes, I think I could do. Of course. We'll do that right now. Yeah. That'll, that'll be our follow-up to Backyard Camera. Right, Backyard Jackie. <laughs> fucking Backyard Project A. I'll put up a, a little baby flagpole with the side of my shed and yeah, there you go. go up that and hang off the front of the shed and fall Three feet, <laughs> three feet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, oh. Just roll around on the ground like ah, yeah. damn. Possibly really be injured. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's it's it's just that fall is so. <laughs> like he does a lot of stunts in the other movies, and they're all crazy. But I just the one this one really impacts me because. What kind of a fucking crazy lunatic <laughs> is just like, yeah, I'm going to hang from this and fall and does it three times. <laughs> like, it's just wild. Like, and oh, the, it worked the first time. I'll try it a couple more. <laughs> and these fucking, like, imagine being on set and just being, uh, you know, an actor in the, the crowd scene. Like, if one of the extras just be like, I don't know, this dude is just gonna fall off this thing like how crazy is that yeah it's just so wild to me just the uh because like he's become known as like yeah he does his own stunts and he's you know he's he's amazing but that first crazy stunt like this where he's really risking his life like how fucking nuts <laughs> is jackie you know i don't know right this is wild <coughs> 
there was some TV show or something I saw sometime years ago where it was like kind of like a behind the scenes on how movies work kind of a show. Yeah. And it was like the guy hosting it or whatever was like talking about like how they do like stuntmen leaping off of like stuff and so they can get this shot of the guy falling and then there's like this big bag or whatever of air that yeah they the air up. bag or the cardboard uh, boxes or something like that yeah and it, this was something like multiple story jump so it's like yeah. this industrial strength like yeah, kind that of a giant airbag thing yeah and so it's like this huge ladder they climb up and then they just <laughs> show that and it's just like and it was like kind of gave this shot that kind of like looked like maybe the host had jumped off and then he's like shows him on the ground he's like hell no i ain't doing that <laughs> like, <it's just> like, <laughs> I ain't gonna do that crap, damn. Let's do that. No. Yeah, even into the fucking. And, the, and that's yeah. like in this completely like confined and, and dedicated space to making it safe. And right, like, right. Jackie's just leaping off a fucking building. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and like, just there's so much more in these other, you know, just as the movies go on. It's not like they're. I, don't, I hesitate to say that they're more crazy because I still think that that first, you know, just like the idea to fall off this clock tower and like, yeah, fuck it. And it, like, I feel like that's probably one of the craziest decisions that he ever made. I mean, it paid off, but right. he could have just broke his neck and died like, you know, halfway through the shooting. Yeah, yeah, like the it's outtake so one where they show and everybody's running out. I'm like, I don't know that they're acting. I think that they're like, just holy shit, is he alive? I yeah, mean. no, there's definitely, yeah. There, yeah, he almost died in, in not this movie, but there's a movie, Armor of God, where it was, it was not a major stunt even. It was just kind of like a, hmm. a smaller stunt and he just landed the wrong way and he cracked his fucking skull open and they he was basically gonna die <laughs> and uh they've saved him though yeah man. and like the the director uh who was making the movie uh just fucking left he's like i'm not i'm not fucking you're crazy i'm not making this fucking movie you know so then jackie directed the rest of the movie oh man and uh, this was i think pretty early on in the shooting but and th so that the outtakes of that movie <laughs> there's a bunch of shit where it's just like they're rushing him to the hospital and oh, all kinds of shit in that Jesus. that movie is wild i love that fucking movie that's a great movie oh. armor of god ah. what a movie that's man. 86 so 86. Hmm. That was a good year for movies. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yes it is. Uh, I think I was. I think I had seen bits of Armor I got on like a. TV, it was like the English dub. Yeah, maybe TV, and yeah. so I didn't. Re I was like, oh, I think this is Armor of God. I do want to watch that, but I know Will's got the real version. <laughs> like I'll just. So it recently. Yeah, it was like a couple, like a year or so ago. Oh, okay. Ago. It was just like I was like, oh, but I, I, I know I'll be watching the real yeah, no, deal. Real <laughs> I'm not thing, gonna, yeah. you know, just settle for this, uh, <laughs> this version. I know there's a better version. Do out you remember there. what it was, like the scenes or anything? Um, I mean, you probably only watched like two seconds. But. Yeah, it was just. Oh, I want to say because it, it did look like it was. I mean, I could just be totally 
yeah. whiffing what it was, but it was, I think it was Jackie, like, kind of infiltrating some, like, mansion-y place trend, and there was some, like, business deal about selling armor or something, so I, I was just kind of, like, putting pieces together. So it's like, armor of God, is this going to be armor of God? Like, I don't know if that matches up in any way to what... A, a little bit. Yeah. It's like, um... I've seen on TV them playing Jackie Chan movies, and one of them was the sequel, Armor of God 2. Might have been Operation sequel, Condor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they may have played the first one as well. I don't know. Yeah. But, but um, there's a lot of Jackie infiltrating mansions and shit like, <laughs> so in that's a lot of like, movies. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that doesn't narrow it down, per se. It doesn't really. But there is a big mansion part in it. I don't remember if he has to infiltrate that mansion in in armor of god but there is a guy in a mansion that they talk they they it's an old guy and they talk to him and stuff um but yeah there's a lot of like jackie breaking into mansions and shit in <laughs> random movies so yeah well i, I look forward to uh, watching that one yeah yeah oh man there's so many this 80s period is just ugh. wheels on meals that's a fucking movie. It's got to be with a title like that. <laughs> that's that's one that just on the title alone, I've been thinking like, what is going on with that movie? I need to see that shit. You know why that title is weird? Is because um, it was originally called Meals on Wheels, which is an actual thing. Right. A service for uh, in the U.S. It's a service for disabled and senior people to get get uh, meals delivered to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Golden Harvest had released I think three three or four movies that started with the letter M and they were all flops oh. and so when it came time and they, they were going to release this and they were like we are not releasing it Meals on Wheels because so we got an M so you better think of a new title. <laughs> so, so somebody just got superstitious so they, about M. Yeah. So they just said, well, fuck it. Wheels on meals. <laughs> like, who gives a shit what it's called? And uh, that's how we got that name. Uh, and I want to say that it's uh, it's better for it. It doesn't really make any sense. But uh, I think it's a lot more memorable than just simply meals on wheels. Yeah. Definitely stands out as yeah. a what the fuck. Yeah, so that's a good movie that we should watch at some point. Yeah, I want that might be the next movie that they made. That's a Samuel Hung movie, but uh, they're all three in that too. Mm. Okay. Um. So anyway, I guess we're uh, Project A complete. I don't know. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless we just want to reminisce about fun little bits like uh, <laughs> Sammo Hung fainting when his uh, ships get blown up. And... Yeah. <laughs> well, because, yeah, he had all that treasure and he just. <laughs> right. Just he, like, went to all the trouble to steal it and it's just gone. Like, no. Yeah, poor guy. Poor Sammo. Uh, Can't <clears> catch a break. Yeah. And the grenades and. The grenades. I love how the grenades are like it's a thing at the beginning where they're showing them how to use the grenades, and it's almost like you know, if you 
classic storytelling they're going to show the grenade like okay it'll come up later but right it's not even like hong kong necessarily isn't like that <laughs> right so when they come back you think like oh, okay they're gonna throw a couple grenades like just like at the beginning but man they really go all out with those grenades, <laughs> yeah, those grenades are fucking everywhere <laughs> and i love i love how uh, how all over the place those grenades are yeah uh, they give one to Sammo, and he's just like, what do I need a hammer for? Right. <laughs> like, like, I don't get it. Yeah, because they're like these, uh, the Nazi sort of potato masher grenades. Right. They're a little different than that, but they're they're long, not a traditional American hand grenade. Right. So, but he figured it out quick. I thought there was going to be some shenanigans with that. but No, he, he got it. He figured it out. You just saw someone do it and went, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm glad you liked it. I'd be uh, surprised if you didn't. Yeah. It's, uh, At least in parts. I mean, got to like the action. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... Yeah, I don't think there's anything about it that was like, eh... <laughs> It was just all fun, so it's a it's a swashbuckling romp. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if you haven't seen Project A, uh, you should watch it. I would recommend watching the Hong Kong edition uh, cut of it, not the U.S. cut, because they did change a little bit and cut out some of the funniest bits that I enjoy quite a bit, Mm-mm. like the uh, in the opening scene. Um, the actor Taibo, uh, not the uh, not Billy Blanks fucking Taibo <laughs> martial arts exercise program, but there, there's a actor stuntman Taibo, um, and he plays the character Taipo. <laughs> anyway, the, there's a running gag in that opening fight where he gets hit in the face with the plate of spaghetti. Oh, all right, all right, and it keeps building off that for a little while yeah and so they cut all of those spaghetti jokes in the u.s cut which is a shame because it's part of the rhythm of that scene and they're funny and i enjoy that they cut that and they cut the uh the part where they're all uh where yoon bu is having them take a shower in 10 seconds and they're all naked they cut all that part out and uh which i enjoy a lot it's funny and you know, they cut it out, and I don't know. They cut out like um, that mahjong part with Samo when when they first introduce him. And mm-hmm. I don't know, good stuff that they cut out. Yeah, I and mean, so. I can see some reasoning behind getting rid of the uh, shower scene, just as it might be no. offensive or something. No. Fuck I, them. I can see, like, I can see their logic process. Well, I Not can that see I the can logic, just, but that I accept it. But they're wrong. Yeah, and and the mahjong thing, just like. Americans don't know what mahjong is. They're just going to see this and be confused. Kind of. They're going to learn. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I didn't really know exactly what was going on there, but yeah. it, it was kind of like, okay, he's doing something and showing up these assholes. But, right, right. You know, it's man. If you, yeah, you. That's another thing that that I really have learned a lot when I was watching the. I watched all these God of Gamblers movies. There's like a. It's a little series, and then there's all these related movies that that, mm. that were made around that. And so while while I was watching those, um, 
they predominantly play Baccarat and Mahjong in those movies. That's Those are like the two main games. There's poker and other stuff, but Baccarat and Mahjong. So I became very obsessed with Baccarat and Mahjong when I was watching those <laughs> because uh, they're presented in those movies as being very fun and exciting. And if you don't understand how those games work, the scenes don't work as well. They still work because they're good scenes. Right. But if you understand the games, they work like amazingly, like way more. And so I became obsessed with like learning how background is really simple. Um, but, but Mahjong is a little bit more complex and I still don't understand. There's a lot of different hands in Mahjong that have names and those come up in the movies too, where, but uh, if you understand the basics of Mahjong, watching the the Mahjong scenes and movies just ah, they just ah, they just blossom because you know <laughs> you understand like oh shit, he's doing that and she's doing that and he, right, it's very fun. It's not, it's not, it's a very complex game, but it's also super simple at a base level, mm. where it's kind of like poker in that you're making what you're doing is simple, but yeah, knowing the hands and how they rank and what your chances right. are like all of that and the scoring is really unique and and yeah. like because you can if you win in a certain way then one person pays you if you win in a like more flamboyant way then everybody has to pay you and like in times nine and all this. <laughs> like there's all these different ways of scoring it and there's different there's like taiwan mahjong and cantonese mahjong and Mm. And uh, I started playing the Yakuza games, and there's a Mahjong parlor in that, and it fucked me up because all of the, because there's things called in in Mahjong like a pong, is a certain type of of uh, tile thing that you get, mm. but in Yakuza they're called by their Japanese names, and oh, I was okay. just like, <laughs> so totally and so like I know all the terms, but then in in they're like. Oh, it's a fucking Poe. And I'm like, what the fuck is a Poe? I don't know what a Poe is. I don't know what a Chi is. God damn it. And it, it was fucking me up because I went into it thinking like, yeah, fuck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck these guys up on Mahjong. <laughs> and then I didn't know what the fuck any of the terms were. Uh, so anyway, uh, no, you should I, learn I to play Mahjong. Maj- it's fun. Yeah, I think Mahjong does pop up a fair amount in anime and stuff like that. So it's a very it's, popular game. It's it's yeah. uh, very fun. You should learn it. It's awesome. I have a, a game on Steam that was uh, developed by a, de- a, a game developer in Hong Kong. And uh, it's a very basic sort of thing called Maddle- The Battle of Mahjong. <laughs> and they have, uh, they have a little characters in that and they're kind of based on there's like a Chayun Fat God of Gamblers guy and there's a various other characters from Hong Kong cinema and probably people that I don't know from TV and mm-hmm. there's a lot of gambling shit in, in Hong Kong film and TV industry so right. but there's uh, there's one guy that looks like Andy Lau who's a he's a character in those movies and anyway uh, it's really simple and it's it, you can learn the uh, the sort of basics of macho if you're so inclined, listeners or Stephen, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's on Mac. You have a Mac though, so yeah, I don't know. yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I picked it because it's uh, it's actual traditional mahjong, and you can you can play Hong Kong style 
um, or Taiwanese style, and it's uh, very basic because there's a lot of mahjong games that that um, that are on computer, but they're almost always not the four person actual mahjong game. They're like solitaire mahjong, uh, which is totally not thing, anything yeah. like it. It's just like this weird sort of jumble of a puzzle of tiles and I don't understand it. I never tried it, but I spent a long time looking for a a real like mahjong game and that's what I found. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy to find it. Um but anyway, that's been our episode on Project A and Mahjong. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a Silver Motion podcast without a tangent or two. No, no. And it's related. There's the Mahjong scene. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of our uh, less confusing tangents, I think. Yeah. All right, well. Um, adios. Adios. Yeah.